This is Maiko, and I'm doing another podcast. Now, I know I was supposed to do part two of Sex Magic, but I'm not going to do that particular video today. I'm not in the right headspace to talk about that video today. It is coming, but it won't be today. Today is going to be a story time. Um, I'm going to share with you an experience that I had in a past relationship. So, yeah. I'm going to put up a disclaimer. Go ahead and put those kids to bed or make sure they're occupied because I am an adult. And I talk about grown things. I curse. I say nasty stuff. And no kids should be listening to anything that I have to say. All right. With that being said, let's get into the story time. This story time is going to be about, um, it's a serious one. I was in a very bad abusive relationship. And we're going to talk about that relationship right now. Um, the guy that I dated, I will not say his name. I will just say the guy. The guy that I was dating, uh, him and I were in a relationship for some years. And the first year of the relationship was wonderful. Everything was fine. Um, we dated. It was the honeymoon phase, right? We dated. We talked on the phone all the time. We went places together. The sex was awesome. Everything was good. And then it came to the point where we ended up moving together. And everything continued to be good for the half of the next following year. So now I'm living with him and everything is fine. I'm happy. He's happy. And it was no red flags. It was absolutely no red flags. And I remember the first time I got abused by him. And what happened was we were at a gas station and he went in to go get some gas. And I sat in the car and this car pulled up with a bunch of guys in it. And one of the guys got out and he kind of said something to me. I forgot what it was. I think it was just a normal, hi, how you doing, whatever, just flirting. And, you know, I spoke to him or whatever. And as I was speaking to him, my guy came out and I can see that he had this look on his face, but it wasn't nothing serious. I didn't get out the car. The guy didn't come up to the window and talk to me. It was kind of like a, hey, how you doing? You know, blah, blah, blah. You look nice. You know, some some of that sort. So when my guy gets back in the car, he's quiet. He doesn't say anything. So I'm trying to start a conversation and he's not saying anything. So it started raining outside. and he's not saying anything. So I decided to not say anything. So when I stopped talking, he looks over at me and he goes, so what was you and that nigga talking about? And I go, nothing. And I got this smirk on my face because I think it's at first I thought it was cute. Like, Oh, he's a little jealous. And I said, you know, nothing. He spoke. And he says, so you think that shit funny? And I was like, what's going on right now? He pulled the car over in the rain. He gets out of the car and I'm looking like, what the fuck is going on? He comes to the passenger side, 
he opens the door and he pulls me. Now I'm five feet. At the time I was probably like five. I'm five feet and I was probably about 160, something like that. And he was a bigger dude. I've always dated bigger dudes. Okay. Nobody is five feet. Come on. He's a big dude. He's like six something. And, you know, he's a bigger, bigger husky dude. He pulls me out of the car and I'm like, what is going? Like, I'm in, I'm like, what? And he pulled, when he pulls me out of the car, he grabs me by my neck and I'm like, I'm choking at this point. And I'm like, what? I'm like trying to get him to like calm down. Like I'm scared. And he was like, don't ever in your fucking life disrespect me like that again. And I'm literally like trying to fight for air. And he was like, do you understand? And I was like, yes, I'm trying to get him to let me go. And I'm like, yes, just let me go. So he didn't let me go. He's kind of getting his grip tighter on my neck. And then he kind of like let, he just like dropped me, like, like let go. And I like fall. And it's another car going by. They honking a horn, but they keep going or whatever. So he's like, get your ass back in the car. So I get up off the ground. I get back in the car. I didn't say shit. Tears are in my eyes. And he looks over at me and he was like, suck that shit up. And I'm I'm thinking in my head, like, what the fuck just happened? Like, I'm thinking I did something really terrible or he's taking something out on me that went on earlier in the day or something. And I'm trying to put all the pieces together, but I couldn't. And so we said nothing else uh, all the way home. Once I got home, he got on the game. I went in the room. And I'm still in shock, like, that that just happened. Like, maybe, like, two two or three hours being home, he comes in the room. I tried to stay away from him. Um, he came in the room, and he apologized. And I took the apology. What I should have done was pack my shit and left right then. But he apologized. I didn't know what was going on, so I took the apology. And that was the very first time. The second time he did it, it was worse. He had some friends over to the house. And I, like, we live in the same house. So it's like, I can't go in the kitchen without passing the living room. Him and his friends are in the living room. They're playing the video games, talking, drinking, smoking blunts, whatever. So I come out of the room and I go to the kitchen. Everybody knows I like cherries. I love cherries. So I go to the refrigerator and get some cherries. And it gets quiet in the living room. And he looks over at me. And he put his finger to his mouth. Like, I know damn well you just didn't come out of that room and go into the kitchen. Type of finger to his mouth. So I'm looking like, what the fuck is wrong with him? Like, and, and why did the game is, why did the game stop? So his friends was like, you know what? We're going to leave. We're going to go, you know, we, you know, they, they end up leaving. Cause I knew, I, I think they knew what was about to go down or they knew how he was from past relationships. And 
whatever he did and whatever look he had on his face, that was their cue to leave. They got up and cleaned house. They left. And when they left, he called me in the living room and he was like, um, so I want to talk to you about something. And I'm like, okay. He's like, so when my friends are here, why did you feel the need that you had to walk your ass in the kitchen? Um, for anything. And I was like, cause I was going to get some cherries. And he was like, are you trying to be sarcastic right now? And I'm like, no, nah, I was just going in the kitchen to get some cherries. Like, what's the problem? And he was like smirking. And then he was like, uh, come here. And I'm like, okay. So I go over to him and he knocks me clean to the floor. Like I'm talking about, he hit me like he would hit a nigga clean to the floor. Um, my lip was bleeding and I'm thinking to myself, he's going to kill me. This is the second time he have lost it on me. I'm going to die. He's going to kill me. I need to do whatever I need to do to get out of this situation. Um, he told me to get up. I got up and he was like, let me look at your lip. And I was like, no, I got it. And he was like, let me look at your lip. So I walked over to him stupidly. He grabbed me by my face and he was like, I wouldn't have to hurt you if you stopped disrespecting me. And I was like, I'm not finna be in a relationship with you and you finna start putting your hands on me. He was like, I don't, I don't put my hands on you. You be provoking me to do shit. This is your fault. Your lip is busted. That's your fault. What happened at the gas station? That was your fault. You disrespect me. What you think will happen if you disrespecting me? I don't disrespect you when you around your friends and he tried to blame everything on me. So that was the second time. The third time, and it should have never been a second time. It definitely should have never been a third time. The third time, I'm scared to leave him now. He's told me what he's going to do if I leave. Um, we would have sex and he would be like, we would be in the middle of having sex. And he'd be like, don't ever leave me. Uh, I'm not going to never let you leave me. And, you know, we can work anything out and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just in the moment listening to what he's saying, thinking that it's a possibility that at some point this nigga is going to change. He never changed. Everything got worse. It got so worse that I had to do a sneak out in order to leave the relationship. For those, for those of you who don't know what a sneak out is, I had to wait till he went to work one day. And I had to make sure all my ducks was in order in order for me to leave. In order for me to leave the relationship. Um, he went to work. I played like I was sick. I had cramps. I was on my period. I had cramps. And I took off work. And he was like, fine, cool. You know, take care of yourself. I'll be home later. He kissed me on my forehead. And he left. When he left and I heard that car start up. I started grabbing all of my shit that I had already been packing up, stashing here, stashing there. And I got in my car and I I left. I had another cell phone. I left the cell phone that I had. I left that at the house. I left. I didn't tell anybody while I was where I was going. I had went out and found me another apartment. 
way across town and everything. So that's how I left the relationship. Um, but the relationship was was very abusive. It was very, very mentally and physically and verbally abusive. I've been knocked down many times. I've had bloody lips. I've had black eyes. I've had bruises on my thighs. I've had, um, you know, prints of his hands around my neck. Uh, I've had all of that. I felt like a couple of times when we were having sex, it was more like a rape. I was definitely, I definitely wasn't trying to have it, but that's what it felt like sometimes having sex with him, being in a uh, abusive relationship. Um, please ladies do not stay in a abusive relationship. I know if you are in one, it can seem hard to leave, but your main goal is to get out of it because if you don't, at some point it's going to go too far and that man may end up killing you. I fit for my life every day being in the house with him at some point. And I end up staying with him for years. Um, I distanced myself from my family. They knew nothing of what was going on. Um, when they did find out about it, it was too late. I was already out of the relationship. Um, and that's how, I mean, that's how it went. Um, to this day, I block him from everything. He does not know where I live. He doesn't know anything about my personal life or anything like that. But yeah, that's how my abusive relationship went. And it was a crazy relationship because it was so bad that it got to a point where I had to cook. He had to eat first. I had to make sure his video game controllers were clean. I had to make sure that his his tennis shoes were clean. All of his clothes were clean. I had to do all of this stuff before taking care of myself. Before taking care of myself. I couldn't go and take a... I, I love water. I like to be clean. I like taking care of myself. I like to look nice. It got to a point where I could not do any of those things without him doing them first. And as far as me being feminine, he got to a point where it got to a point where he did not want me wearing lip gloss, fingernail polish, perfume, scented lotions. I can only wear my hair in a ponytail. Um, I can only wear sweats. I couldn't wear heels. I couldn't wear a handbag, sunglasses, anything that would make me a woman. He took he stripped all of that away from me. I couldn't do any of those things. And I was very unhappy, very, very unhappy, very. Um, I was already trying to cope with a childhood trauma and to come into a abusive trauma like that was a lot on me. But I dealt with it. And that's just part of my life that I'm still dealing with that, even with my relationship that I'm in now. Uh, me and my husband talked about this. I say sorry a lot. And my husband made that aware that he does not like when I say sorry a lot. He hates that. And 
I say sorry a lot because being in that abusive relationship, I had to say that a lot every day, multiple times a day. Every time he gave me a look, every time he said something, every time he raised his voice, every time I knew that male was unhappy about even the littlest things, I had to say I was sorry. So it's programmed in me um, to say I'm sorry over anything. I apologize a lot and it gets on my husband's nerve, but yeah, um, that was this podcast. I hope someone listening to this, um, and is going through what I just explained or described to you, get out of the relationship, get out of it now. Don't waste another day being unhappy, being unsafe, being in a toxic unhealthy relationship get out of it it's not worth it you are worth it you're worth leaving and being happy and being alive and being with someone else or healing from the whole process itself um get out of the relationship and uh yeah so into next podcast which i'm gonna do very soon i don't know if i'm gonna do another story time or am i gonna do that sex magic part two. But until next time, stay witchy.